Earbud Media, audio for everyone. Hi, I'm Shayna. And I'm Bryce. And welcome to The Bryce is Right. Watch us. <laughs> Sorry. I couldn't mess it up. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, all right, okay, oh, sure. Hi, I'm Shayna. And I'm Bryce. And welcome to Charmed, a Spellcast. with the really nice hair and a penchant for 90s style and kicking ass and taking names when names are worthwhile and knowing how to fight like girls in this patriarchal demon infested world they're the charmed ones they're the charmed ones they're the charmed ones charmed so, hello, hello. This is our third session in our marathon podcast. Yes, our second day in a row of the activity. Of the activity of talking for an hour straight, mm-hmm. an hour gay, and uh, the things we do for this pod. Ugh. Wow. I've truly provided for my family. <laughs> Shana got me a Hanukkah gift that was a mug that says, Father of the Goddamn Year. And I believe it with all my heart. And I truly, truly take it to heart. Yeah. I want everything you own to have that particular <laughs> phrase. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we're, we're out here trying to provide some regularly scheduled entertainment mm-hmm. for y'all. And uh, just to remind you, as a bit of manner keeping, that this uh, episode will not have a song and spoken word. It will only have a song. Or a spoken word. Um, Shayna also got me a pin from Strand Bookstore, and it says Quake on it, a la the restaurant that Piper owns. Y'all, this is actual real magic, what happened here. Um, we were in Strand. Uh, Bryce was looking for some prezzies. Yes. Uh, some uh, holiday presents to exchange. And... I was looking in the button section because they have a massive like button bin and wall and everything. It's just kind of rifling around and then a button fell into my hand <laughs> and it was the quake sign. And I I gasped. She quaked. I I quaked and I could not believe it. Um in this dollar button bin. Who makes a button like that? Yeah, it's very specific. It's super specific. Like out of anything anyway um so i was so excited i bought it and immediately gave it to bryce because i was like i don't need another button but like this one came out of nowhere there's obviously some magic attached to it she needed to buy it i needed to buy it so that was exciting and it worked out for me because i've been missing a button on my backpack um that's a very fun sentence to say (laughs) (laughs) and i now have a replacement and it's very nice It, it really rounds out the piece high art I believe in magic. Anyway, so um, we are on to season one, episode eight. Yep, the truth is out there, dot, dot, dot. And and it it hurts. hurts. Ouch. I forget who writes and directs this. Let me find. Nobody wrote and directed it. It was all improv. It sprung from the head of Zeus. No, Kronos. No, Zeus. Zeus. Athena sprung from Zeus's head, right? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, we already know more Greek mythology in the writer of the <laughs> episode six. 
Come shade. on. I guess maybe they didn't have Wikipedia back then. But, like, read a book, man. Read a goddamn book. Yeah, an encyclopedia. If, so, if you are getting paid at that level to produce a work for television... And it was, like, a renowned show. I don't know if it was renowned necessarily. I mean, but like, it, was it like, wasn't underground. It wasn't, like, No, no, indie. it was well-watched. Exactly. For sure. Like, I wouldn't call it a piece of... Um, high art but like oh yeah i see it was no freaks and geeks of its time yeah exactly so you might as well you know do a little bit of research open a book open it and then promptly close it (laughs) look at the title page be like all right (laughs) okay so season one episode eight was directed by james a contner and it was written by zach estrin and chris levinson Oh, it was a duo. A duo. We've seen this duo before. Oh, we have? Yeah. For what episode? I can't remember. Shoot. I wish you hadn't have asked me oh, that. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I just wanted to connect it to I our know, previous... I know. I know. And I should have known. Let me see if I can go back a little bit. And the follow-up cues that always get you. They do. I sure am glad we're not doing this live. Here, I will talk a little bit over this while you search for it. Um, so Shane and I actually were able to watch this episode together, which is the first time in a long time that has, that, that has been able to go down. Um, but what happened was our good friend Andrew was visiting, and after we recorded the podcasts yesterday, we all went back, Shana, Andrew, and I, to Shana's apartment and cooked dinner together. And it was very fun and cute. And then right after, we watched an episode of um, Charmed and another episode of Easy, which was a great episode. It was a really good time. It was um, the episode in season two. About Lady a, Cha-Cha. Lady Cha-Cha. It was about a budding burlesque dancer who um, her girlfriend must come to terms with her desire to dance. <laughs> um, and it was super fun. And then we watched Charmed, and then I bid adieu. And now we're back. Bye-bye, a mere dance. 12 hours later. Okay, so... This uh, writing team of Chris Levinson and Zach Estrin previously wrote Thank You for Not Morphing. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I'm wondering if there are any parallels between them. Um, mm, not that I can think, really. Nope. All right. Let's get to it. <laughs> okay. So this aired November 25th, 1998, and we watched it not then. Mm-mm. That's it. Okay, so the truth is out there and it hurts. Or Terminator. Yes. That's it. It's just Terminator. Just Terminator. With witches. With witches. Hmm. That's pretty much it. Terminator or (laughs) the anti-vaxxer movement. (laughs) Uh, Too real. That's fun. So so let's start, as we always do, with the three main arcs um, from the perspectives of the three sisters. Okay, what happens with Phoebe this episode? What does happen? What does happen? Oh, oh, she feels... Oh. Go ahead. I think she's the one who takes on the task of finding the baddie mm-hmm. the most seriously. Like, this is, to her, her responsibility. Yeah, because she's the person who can see the future deaths. That's it. That's it, exactly. Future um, murders. So, Detective Phoebe's on the case. Detective Phoebe. We need Jingle for that. <laughs> Uh, then Piper, meanwhile, oh, she has a bit of a work uh, plot line, like a, her job, her career. Um, she's been overworked, but we've been knowing this. And underpaid. I've been knowing since... <laughs> Sorry. Since the very beginning. Since the very beginning. So now Piper needs to figure out how to stand up for herself 
and uh, get the recognition she deserves and the help. And the pay. And the pay. Prue. And Prue, meanwhile, um, wants to know if Andy, because they're separated, yeah. can handle her secret of being a witch. So she ends up casting a 24-hour truth spell so she can find out whether or not he would be able to accept her secret. And in doing so, she causes everyone who comes into contact with the Charmed Ones to have to speak the truth. Right. So this could be interesting because we got a Detective Phoebe on the case trying to ask questions. We got Piper who will not tell her boss the truth about the fact that she hates him. And now we got Prue who's trying to get Andy to tell her the truth about whether he will accept her witchery. Her witchery? And her witchery didgery. ways. Her witchery didgeridoo ways. Yes. Okay, Hi, so we open on... A man in a parking lot, he's trying to get into his car. Another man's like, excuse me, are you Dr. Whatever? And the guy's like, yeah, who are you? Do I know you? I don't think we've ever met. He's like, no, 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 no. I just know your work from print. You get a bad feeling about this. And he's like, yeah. oh, okay. And he starts going off about how this doctor discovers the vaccine mm-hmm. for this mutant gene. Something. And the doctor's like, I don't know any of this. This is not... Familiar, And he also hasn't, like, published the thing that the guy said he was going to publish soon. Yeah, and he's like, so this is just a crazy man. I'm going to get in my car. And the guy's like, not before I murder you <laughs> with my laser. And so the guy, the doctor, who was like, oh, I got to get out of here, he gets zapped in the forehead. Yeah, and he dies. He is dead. He uh, did. He did. So we go outside the parking garage, and it looks like a completely different scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and Phoebe is walking with a magic eight ball, and she's trying to use it as her kind of, well, I said, yeah. She yeah. uses it as her, like, modern-day talisman mm-hmm. to seeing the future, her, like, conduit. Um, but it uh, isn't quite working out for her, so she's complaining. And she and Piper and Prue are in line to see Love's Deadly Desires, the film that I've never heard of. Um, masterpiece, a seminal masterpiece of its time. <laughs> and uh, in in the process of kind of using the magic eight ball, she and Piper decide to ask it, "Will Prue and Andy <laughs> ever get back together?" Yeah. And um, they don't let Prue know what it says. And no Prue's boundaries between sisters, honestly. Absolutely none. <laughs> no boundaries on this one. Also, they're like laughing it off, like ha ha ha. And yeah. Prue's like. Y'all, and they're like, ah, ha 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 ha. And I'm like, y'all. And they're like, mm, we're going to move on. And then Phoebe gets a premonition. Mm. Well, I think first Piper gets a call from her boss. Or oh, she yes. gets, no, 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 no. She gets a. Uh, a beeper? A beep from her pager? She gets a page. She gets a page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, I had no idea how to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> she gets a page from her pager. I don't know. And it's basically her workplace saying, oh, we need extra hands. Come back to work. And this is basically set up for us knowing that the rest of this episode, Piper needs a night off. Mm-hmm. She needs more pay. She needs more help. And she needs a night off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she doesn't get any of those yet. No. But she heads off to work. Yeah. And so, and then Phoebe gets a premonition of... A woman being murdered by a laser between her eyes. Laser to the head. Laser to the head. And so she's like, we got to help. We got to go save them. And then there are police cars and sirens. Yes. Wee, wee, wee. She's like, follow that siren. (laughs) And so they all run to the scene of the crime. The parking garage right next door. Yeah. And it's not the woman that she saw. 
it's the dude that we saw at the beginning of this episode. With the same wound. So they're like, did you see this? And she was like, no, I think I saw the, the next, next one. The next victim. And then it's the credits. Great. All right, that was a pretty good start. I am the sun <laughs> in the air. to do it every time now. Okay, so then right after the credits, we have San Francisco. I gotta tell you, watching four of these episodes in a row, the formula is so clear. Mm, yeah. And a little grating. But it is a little bit helpful, because I forget what San Francisco looks like every hour. I do also forget where the city adjacent to the place I grew up <laughs> looks like. I've lost my way mm-hmm. as a San Francisco. I mean, Golden Gate Bridge, is that similar to the Brooklyn Bridge? I'm going to need another aerial shot of that, please. Yeah, yes, please. Coit Tower? Oh, it looks like that. Uh, Transamerica Building? Oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness. They really know what the audience wants. They really reorient us. So thank you, San Francisco stock footage. Um, okay. But um, we begin the uh, scene after the credits the way we began every scene after the credits for the past couple of episodes with the sisters beginning their morning routine in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Piper in the kitchen, then Phoebe, then Prue. And there's some casual magic with cereal, which I love. <laughs> I love casual magic. Me too. And then, um, ooh. Yeah. It's Leo, right? Yes. So, um so while Phoebe and Piper are uh, talking about things and getting ready, and Prue is getting ready as well, Leo comes in and he has to do something with the plumbing, I'm assuming. Yeah, I don't know. You know, he's around. Leo's handyman. Yeah, he's got to, like, fix some wrenches, you know. Fix some <laughs> wrenches. Leo's got to fix those wrenches he's so gotta he can use them. He's got to hammer some screws and uh, get the stains on the doorknobs. Yeah, I thought you were supposed to take stains off things, but apparently not. I think it's um, wood stains, so you, like, make things darker. Yeah, and, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Totally. But then why do you need samples for that? This is how I'm going to ruin your wood. <laughs> um, so, yes, and Phoebe and Piper are still fighting over Leo. Yep. But Prue calls Phoebe over and is like, stop that. We all know that you're only doing this, that you're only into Leo because Piper's into Leo. And Phoebe's like, what do you know? I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. about. But that was like, wow, that was so much like Prue like went straight to the head. She was like, I know exactly what's going on here. Prue really speaks her mind. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then. Prue is questioning Phoebe about the premonition, and Phoebe's like, I think the gal was like 5'3 and light hair. Yeah. And Prue's like, any more help? And Phoebe's like, no, I had to use a magic eight ball to try to help me. These premonitions are not that specific. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much it. She also has that. a poor memory, perhaps. Detective Phoebe. But she's on the case. She's on the case. She's on the case, and Prue is on her own case. Yes. And goes up to the attic and Wait. is... Uh, oh, yeah, yes, carry on. Yeah, and goes up to the attic and is looking in the Book of Shadows for something, and she opens the book to... No, wait. Go ahead. She's on Phoebe's case, and she opens the book to look for that's that. That's right, that's right. Okay, so Prue is on Phoebe's case, that's why she goes up to the attic, and she opens the book to Demons! <laughs> Capital D. Chapter one, Demons. <laughs> it's just that. But the book flips itself to a truth spell. Yeah, and no matter what Prue does, she like tries to go back to the demon's page, but it just keeps rewriting itself. Yeah. So um, not rewriting. No, rewriting with an R I G H. Oh, <laughs> puns. 
Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Cinnamon buns. buns. Bring some buns. For Leo. For some nice buns. Buns for buns. Buns for buns. Mask for mascara. So um, Prue's like, okay, that's weird. I'm going to go. So she leaves the attic. And then meanwhile, um, Phoebe decides that she's going to go to the police station. Yes. But first, we go to Piper. Yes. Piper's at Quake. And she wants to give Martin, who I guess is like the general owner, a piece of her mind because there's a convention in town and the restaurant is overrun and he wants her to do all of these different things, get Mm -hmm. the produce. And she's like, what about the books? And he's like, screw your books. (laughs) No more books. I don't like reading. Um, This is Fahrenheit 451. And uh, get some produce. Produce. (laughs) And uh, some product. On the double. And she's like, Martin, you know what I think? He's like, what? What do you think? She's like, I think I need the number for the produce. And we're like, yeah. no, Piper. She couldn't do it. She couldn't hack it. She couldn't she couldn't stand up to the man. But maybe next time. But first, we go to, um, oh, first we go to Buckland. Yeah, we go to Buckland, and Phoebe comes into Buckland for some reason. She's like, I got to surf the web. Right. She's really actually working pretty hard yeah. trying to crack this. Fun employment means... <laughs> Detective agency. <laughs> okay. Um, so Phoebe's like, I'm going to surf the web. And Prue's like, you're a computer whiz? And she's like, yeah, chat room saved my life. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, 90s child. Um, okay. Okay. So um, Phoebe tells Prue she wants to use the laptop. And then she also tells Prue that Prue's just got to confess to Andy. Just, like, mm-hmm. tell Andy that you're a witch and see where the chips fall. Yeah. Because he's not going to turn you into the warlock police, but at least you'll know whether he would have given it a shot. Exactly. And then Phoebe flounces out with the laptop. <laughs> flounces is such a great word for what she did. I think so. She's a very smooth criminal. <laughs> and then the lunch lady arrives with her lunch cart. Yes. And it's the lady who was in Phoebe's vision, but Phoebe <gasps> missed her. Oh, man! And uh, Tanya is her name, and she offers Prue her... Lunch, which is turkey no mayo, which sounds very dry. Super. She's just, like, chomping for, like, days. Prue digests her dry (laughs) turkey no mayo, I guess. And uh, she goes back to the house, and she thinks she's alone in the house, and she casts the truth spell, aiming it to only work on her, that anyone in her vicinity must tell the truth. However, she does not know Phoebe and Piper are also in the house, and the truth spell works on them, and they uh, insult each other, but truthfully. (laughs) (laughs) Honesty is key to any good sisterly relationship. Yes. Um, So, yeah, so they... Seems like something funky's going on. It's working. Yeah, they're they're very confused. They're perplexed. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then we go to... Oh, but Prue takes advantage of this time. She's like, I've done the spell, and I must call Andy. Yes. She leaves a message for him to call her back. Within the next 24 hours to learn the truth. The truth. Of the matter. The truth. And then we go to a lab. <gasps> and there's a lab technician doing some worky work with some... Test tubes. Microscopy. That's a word. Is it? I have no idea. What's the thing? The pipette. Pipettes. He's using some pipettes. I've used those before. I've seen a microscope. <laughs> okay, so there's a guy using some pipettes, and then Mr. Anti-Vaxxer shows up again, and he's like, hello, 
yeah. I hate vaccines, and you are the piece of the puzzle that will make another one that and I don't want. And he's like, the the pipette man is like, what do you mean? I'm just a lab technician. And he's like, I just work here. I just work here. It's like, too bad. That's uh, not good enough for me because I see your future. <gasps> and so now you must die by laser to the head. This, and this is when we see the mechanism for laser yes. to the head. It's an eye. It's a third <gasps> eye in anti-vaxxer man's forehead. It like, it like sprouts. Yeah. And I'm deeply disturbed. <laughs> gobsmacked. It, gobsmacked. And it's very reminiscent of, um, I looked it up just now, but the Combustion Man from Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay, but for those of you who have, the Combustion Man is similar to this guy who is murdering people with his third eye by lasering other people to the head. Well then, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and uh, in in the process of murdering him, he there's a little struggle and he loses a button. <gasps> Um, the murder, murder man, the murderer, <laughs> the murder, <laughs> the murder man, uh, loses the button off of his coat. I feel as if sometimes we retell things, but with the vocabulary of a child. <laughs> <laughs> That's just what this podcast is, I guess. So the murder man <laughs> lasers the other guy to the head. But lose- would a child know how to say anti-vaxxer? I don't think so. You're right. We got them, and he loses a button in the process. Yes, and then. We go back to the manor, and um, Prue is rushing downstairs, and Piper and Phoebe have been truth-telling to each other, and they're like, what's happening? Yep, it's been very disconcerting. Disconcerting, yes, because obviously they lie all the time. We all do. Yes. We all do little white lies all the time, Mm -hmm. but now they're being revealed. And they're like... Not bad lies. They're just like, hey, can you see my zit? Yes, of course. It's huge. It's the size of a building. And that was, like, <laughs> shocking for uh, Piper to hear. Mm-hmm. And a bummer. And also, Phoebe admits that she's only pursuing Leo. Which is shocking for her to have said out loud. Because uh, Piper wants him. Yeah. So then Prue bursts onto the scene, and they both turn to her, and they're like, what's going on? And she's like, I may have maybe done a truth spell. Okay, gotta go. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> so they chase after her. And this is the little chick flick feeling. This yeah. is this is my favorite. When they when they do spells all together or like they experience the consequences all together. Yeah. It's just they're great. They're a great little yeah. trio with their chemistry going on. Yeah. So Prue tells them the truth. She had cast the truth spell. And then Phoebe's like, wait a second, anyone who talks to us will have to tell the truth no matter what. And they'll forget that they said it after twenty four hours. Detective Phoebe is on the case. They're like, you got a premonition? No, an epiphany. <laughs> and she rushes off. Um, to the police station. To the police. So they're, so we're at the police station. It's Detective Phoebe on the case. And uh, she's like, Andy. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I know uh, Prue called. But like, and she's like, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> Tell me the details of the murder. Pushes all the stuff off the desk. Okay, let's get down to business. And whips out her notebook. <laughs> And, um, of course, he, being in contact with her, now has to tell her all the details of the murder. The murder. (laughs) Mordor. And says them very fast, because I guess that's how truth spells work. And she's like, good, right, right, right. And he's like, wait a minute. She's like, no, another question. (laughs) Um, So she gets all the details she needs, Mm -hmm. and she scoots on out of there. And Andy's left completely baffled. Yeah, and with the advice from Phoebe to actually uh, heed Prue, and call her back. Call her back. Uh, okay, so Andy calls Prue, um, 
Prue's at her office back in Buckland. And do they set up a lunch date or something? Uh, dinner. They set up a dinner yeah. date so that they can talk in person. Um, and I guess that's the end of that. And then Hannah comes in. Yeah, Hannah comes in and is like, ooh, turkey, no mayo, my favorite. And Prue's like, that's not really your favorite. Right. And Hannah's like, no, it's not my favorite. I just do it because I know you want it. <gasps> the truth. The truth. And uh, Hannah's like, what do I do? And then Prue's like, tell me, why are you always such a... A jerk. A jerk to me. And uh, Hannah's like, because it's my mission in life to destroy you. And we're all, uh, the audience, Prue, the lunch lady, Tanya's all like, well, okay. <laughs> yeah. And Rex comes in and he's like, ah, ha, ha, friendly workplace competition really keeps us all moving, capitalist. But um, he says that so we can whisk Hannah away and be like, Hannah, you almost blew our cover. And she's like, I'm sorry, I was just compelled. And he's like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Um, I've been compelled. I've been truth spelled. Oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Ah. And uh, so then <laughs> Rex takes out an unnecessarily large cigar <laughs> and Hannah lights it by blowing on it in a practical magic kind of fashion. So we learned that she has magic and that uh, Rex enjoys comically large cigars. There's an innuendo in there somewhere. Maybe it's not even an innuendo. Maybe it's just absurd. <laughs> Um, they really could have written that scene in a more subtle way. Yeah. Anyway, so we keep building on this idea of Rex and Hannah being magical and having a secret. And in some kind of cahoots to destroy the sisters. Yes. Okay. So then we go to Quake. Quake. Took a while for me to recall that. <laughs> so uh, Piper's got to man the floor and do the books. Wait. We're not at Quake. We're at home. Piper is talking to Leo at home. Why are that. Because she goes to Quake, right? No. She's about to go to Quake. She gets a call from Quake. Oh, okay. Blah, 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 blah. So Piper is on the phone with Quake still, and they're like, come in. You, you, you are nothing. We gotcha. So you gotta come in. And she's like, no, me and I gotta man the floor and do the books. Fine. Hangs up the phone. And then Leo's in there. And um, Piper's like, oh, Leo, I have a question says something unimportant. Yes. And he's like, yeah, okay. And then he starts to walk away, and she's like, no, that's not my question. I have another question. Um, how do you feel about uh, uh, women who make the first move? And he's like, oh, well, um, I'm still, you know, waiting for it to happen. Mm-hmm. And then she kisses him. And then she kisses him. Kisses. Kisses. And then Leo's like, how do you feel about a man making the second move? And she's like, I love it. And then they kiss you again. So cute. I like it a lot. I'm just, okay. Obviously, I've seen this many times. Oh, yes. So I knew this was going to happen. And just watching Leo be in so many episodes, but this not happening was killing me. Oh, man. I, I'm, well, it's going to kill us more, I guess, because then they go back. That's true. Yeah, they go back after the true spell is done. But anyway. But this is happening here now, and we have this moment together. It's very cute. Yeah. I think they're charming. And she did it. She finally did it. She finally did it. Okay. So then... So then Prue is back at Buckland. She's talking to Phoebe. Um, And this is finally when uh, Tanya comes in and Phoebe gets a good look. Yeah. Phoebe gets a good look at her. And but no, Tanya goes into the elevator. (gasps) And the the anti-vaxxer man is there. The murder man. The murder man. And he's like, hello, are you Tanya, whatever her last name is? She's like, yeah. 
Uh, Parker. Parker, that's right. I remember because I was like, Peter Parker. Peter Parker picked a... Pick a peck of pickled... Spider-Man? Spider-Man, Spider-Ham. Anyway, also, um, but they're in a crowded elevator, and he's saying some pretty creepy things. Like, it's been so hard to get a hold of you alone. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, sir. And, like, mm. and so he was like, that's the gal. Tanya? Yeah. And so Prue says, I'll go get security. You take the stairs. And so by the time Phoebe gets out, the man is attacking Tanya at her own car in the daylight in yeah, public. Yeah, it's um, not discreet. Not at all. Unlike the other ones where he cornered her alone. Yeah, it's very weird because he's like, I tried so hard to get you alone, but she's not. Anyway. Um, And he starts to laser her forehead, (gasps) but then Phoebe hits him over the head with a bottle. Yes, that she grabbed from the ground because San Francisco? I guess. And and then she hits him again with another bottle as Tanya gets away to the car. And Phoebe's like... Drive, and so they step on zoom it. Off. They zoom off, and Cut but also off. anti-vaxxer man, I guess, disappears because Prue comes out there with security and can't find him. Yeah, uh, you'd think that a couple of bottle smashes to the head would do the job. Yeah. Okay. So then we go to Quake, and Piper. <laughs> not okay. So Piper is manning the floor and the yep. kitchen and everything, and she yells at someone, "Not the romaine!" And Bryce and I were both like, "Not the not romaine. the romaine! Don't eat it! Don't eat it! Take that back! Dump it!" Unfortunately, um, and so Martin, the boss man, is haranguing Piper, mm-hmm. and finally, Piper is like. You I've had it. it. I've had it. Mm-hmm. Why do you do this to me? And he, compelled to tell the truth, is like, because I know you're going to do it. I'm not hiring anyone else because I know I can get you to do it and not pay other people so I get good labor for half the price. And she's like, you don't deserve me. I quit. <laughs> you don't deserve me. Which is wonderful because he doesn't. So she wow. quits. Piper is just truly breaking her walls down today. Yeah, only under the truth belt, though. Yeah, she's been given some confidence that may or may not last. All right, so then we go and meet Prue and Andy. Mm-hmm. First, we have Mr. Shifty Eyes anti-vaxxer in Buckland. Oh, right, because he was going to go and enter Prue's office. Because he saw Prue with Phoebe earlier. Right. So he goes toward, and then he sees Andy, or hears Andy's voice. And he's like, shifty eye, shifty eye, okay. Retreat. He did the exact move that I do when I walk in on something. And I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Just like recede. Yeah, it's like also the uh, gif of Homer Simpson going back into the bushes. <laughs> into the bush. Okay, so. But he does that because Andy a- arrives and Andy's yes. a cop. And then Prue shows Andy that she's a witch. She has magic. She's a witch. She has telekinesis. Burn her. No, not really. Um, and then, so Andy is, well, unsurprisingly, surprised. Yes. And perturbed. a bit shocked and says, well, of all things I thought your secret could be, this was nowhere on the list. And the crux of this is that Prue says, okay, well, but can you accept this? And he's like, what? I don't know. He just found he out. He just sprung this on me. He has to, like figure out what this means to him personally. Mm-hmm. And this is something, okay, a little segue. Okay. Or not segue. All right. A little tangent. Yes. So this is something that when friends 
who are younger than me and are just coming out like as queer or as trans or as like anything other than cisgender and heterosexual when they come out and they're either considering coming out to their parents or they have come out to their parents and they get a not great response this kind of reminds me of some of the dynamics of that in which when you come out to someone you've already kind of come to terms with your Mm. identity and you know yourself and so when you tell your parents that or you Mm. tell a relative or a you know a caretaker or someone that you need to support you hey i'm queer or whatever and they don't respond with completely open arms and like acceptance it can be really freaking difficult not to just say okay well i need to make new plans now mm-hmm. i need to somehow find a way to be completely autonomous in my own life and independent mm-hmm. which is really difficult to do when you're a young person and I feel like this is what Prue is doing. She's saying, okay, so I'm coming out, and if Andy doesn't like it, I have to just leave him behind completely. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, with this 24-hour truth spell, she's not giving him any time to process. Mm-hmm. She's processed her identity, but even she needed some time to process her <laughs> identity. And she's giving him, like, five hours that's it. Mm-hmm. Three hours, actually, I think. That's it. And this idea that, like, somebody should be able to accept you completely for who you are, I agree. In an ideal world, I think absolutely you should be able to be loved exactly the way you are. But when someone who has known you your whole life, Andy, for example, or a parent, for example, suddenly is being told that you're somebody else in some way that's new to them, it can be shocking, and they need time to adjust. Mm-hmm. So that's what I saw in this episode, and what I wish would have happened is that Prue had understood that Andy needed time to adjust, mm-hmm. because I think if she had given him more than three hours, the answer would have been very different. I really agree with you. There was definitely that moment when she later in the episode when she, like, asks him again and he again has a non-affirmative answer and he kept repeating like if I had to answer right now exactly and I we all knew like that is different from if you had to answer given some time to come to terms with the fact that she had not told you before now she's a little bit different than what you thought she was Mm -hmm. and I I just wish I wish Prue It's very difficult, though. It's difficult to see anyone not accepting you for some integral component of yourself. But I wish Prue was able to see hope in the situation, in how Andy was trying to answer to the best of his ability. To get to this level of vulnerability, she had to be so courageous, and she had to really hype herself up. And I think she really needed that positive reinforcement right away to like remind her, like, yes. you did a good thing. Like, yes. you, it was good that you told him. But she didn't get that. And she was like, okay, this was wrong. I knew it. I knew it was wrong. And then yeah. she wants to make it all go away again. Yeah. And of course, it's not all on Prue. It's, on, yeah. <laughs> it's on many other factors that just tell her to stay in the closet. Yeah. Um, so that's heartbreaking. Anyway. So she told Andy. Andy said that he's not sure what he feels about this at the moment. Mm-hmm. 
and Prue is crushed. Yeah. So then we go to the manor. Um, Piper and Phoebe are talking. No, 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 no. Phoebe. Phoebe is talking with Tanya, and uh, Phoebe is telling her what's happening because the truth spell. She can't hide that she's a witch, and she's saying, I see people, and I, I need to save them, and you're one of the people that I had to save. And Tanya's like, this is crazy. I don't like this. Um, I'm <laughs> Have you seen the show, though, with the angel <laughs> every week? <laughs> You've seen, um, it's touched by an angel, but I can't say touched by an angel. <laughs> Have you seen the angel show? Um, uh. Anyway. Phoebe has to convince her, and Tanya wants to escape. And then Phoebe gets a premonition, mm-hmm. and it's Tanya with a child. Yes, because they were all the sisters were all like talking, like, why would this anti-vaxer be like going after Tanya? Like, what does she have that all the other deaths, or the people, like, what links her to the other deaths, mm-hmm. basically? And it turns out it's her kid. It's not actually her. Tanya can't be smart and contribute to the vaccine. But this is true Terminator, like, fashion right here. Oh, yeah. Linda Hamilton fashion. Mm -hmm. Tanya is Linda. (laughs) Um, Coincidence? I think not. I think not. Okay, and then they find out also that there was a button found at another scene of the crime um, that was a funky metal. From the future. It's super fresh. So Phoebe's the one who figures it out as she does everything. She figures out that it's the kid that the anti-vaxxer wants and also figures out that it's not that the anti-vaxxer sees into the future. Mm -hmm. It's that he's from the future. She's a pretty good detective. Yeah. Okay. So then we go back to Buckland and uh, Shifty Triclops Terminator is there. And he starts chasing Prue. Right, right. Oh, and by the way, Peeper, um, Piper and Phoebe had been talking, like, once they came to all these conclusions, they realized that Prue was likely in danger. Yeah. Did you already say this? No. Okay. But they were, like, reflecting on, like, all the events of the day, and then they realized the um, murder man had seen Prue when he had tried to grab Tanya, so he's going to return there, and she might be in trouble. Yeah, and she is. Anti-vaxxer man, triclops... Um, laser man. Combustion man. They, they literally call the guy in Avatar Combustion Man. <laughs> well, that's straightforward. Yeah. Um, so anti-vaxxer man comes into her office, and she's like, do I have an appointment with you? He's like, no, Prue Hedewell. An appointment of death. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then she is like, oh, oh, no, Cyclops man, or Triclops man. And she starts asking him questions and he's forced to answer uh-huh. that he has come from the future, come back in time in mm-hmm. order to stop everyone who makes the vaccine possible um, that is against his warlock mutation. Yeah. Which is the third eye laser oh, eye. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Validation, though, of all the findings that um, and conclusions that Phoebe and Piper had come to. Mm-hmm. Good job, Detective Phoebe. And so he's like, why am I telling the truth? No, let me put my hand in my mouth. Yeah, so I don't have to. But the truth, it can't be stopped. And so he tells her all uh, the plans. And Prue's like, good going, me. And um, gotta go. uses her power to shove him up against the wall. And she runs out of there. And she uh, runs down to the basement. Yes. Why? No idea. Do people always go to the basement? Back at the Halliwell Manor, 
Phoebe and Piper are talking, and Phoebe says to Piper, you must go and help Prue. And Piper's like, no, I can't do it. She's already done so much today. She's quit her job. She, like, made a move on Leo. And now she has to go and separate and, like, try to save someone on her own. And Phoebe's like, it can't always be the power of three. Okay, and then Prue's running. Running, running, running. At Buckland. Um, and, and... Uh, Piper shows up. <laughs> well, first what? we get this awesome line... Oh, from, um, what was it? <laughs> from anti-vaxxer man, which is like, I may be from the future, but your time has run out. <laughs> ah, cheese fast. Stupid. Um, and then just as he has uh, grabbed Prue very violently by oh, the yeah. throat, then Piper freezes him. Yeah, she bursts in and she freezes the guy. And in true Buffy fashion, she uh, grabs a pliers or what uh, some sort of stick or something and she says to Prue need a hand <laughs> and she uh pries his prize yeah it's a prior <laughs> <laughs> she pries his fingers from Prue's neck and then <laughs> Prue, Prue and Piper are arguing over who has to whack him to finish him <laughs> off <laughs> and and they're like no you do it no you do it uh, uh you you help, you help the knife last <laughs> like that exactly Quick, before he unfreezes. And he does, of course, unfreeze. And then they both stab him in his third eye. Yep. Gruesome. Gruesome. And he dies. And then a time cyclone appears and sucks him back into the future, I guess. Well. <laughs> we don't really see the resolution yes, of that. Yes, or why why that time. Whatever. But anyway. The Very weird demon death. Yes. But the next line that you enjoyed so much. Uh, did you remember? No. Oh, so the sister's like, heave a sigh of relief, and Prue goes, I love it when they clean up after themselves. Oh God, yeah. This, this one is also just chock full of these little silly one-liners. Your time has run out. <laughs> um, anyway, so then Prue's like, there's one more thing I have to do. And she goes over to Andy's apartment. Mm-hmm. Andy lives in inconsistent locations, it seems. Anyway, um, she goes to Andy's apartment. She's like, Andy, I need an answer from you right now. Mm -hmm. And he's like, do you want to come inside and talk about it? And she's like, no. If we go inside, we'll have small talk, we'll get coffee or drinks or whatever, and we'll run out of precious minutes for the truth <laughs> spell to keep working. Yeah, and it just it indicates to me with, with his, like, do you want to come in? He would come around to it. Oh, you're right. He would. I didn't even read that. His attitude toward her is, it's accommodating in a way mm-hmm. that he's uncomfortable with the idea of her being a witch, mm-hmm. but he would work around it until he came to fully mm-hmm. accept it. That's my reading. It's almost like it's not about her. As bad as that sounds, it's he needs to figure himself out how he can relate to this. Absolutely. And yeah. th- that means that he also needs to, like, take time to learn and understand. Yeah, but Prue can't see this because she's running out of time. She's desperate to know. Yeah. And he says, okay, well, if I have to answer at this point, if I'm okay with you being a witch, I mean, I just don't envision that in my future. Yeah. And then the truth spell dings. <laughs> it wears off. The timer dings. And... He can't remember any of the conversations that they've had over the past 24 hours. And he says, still, 
oh, do you want to come in? And she says, no, I don't. Goodbye, Andy. <sighs> okay. I'm just... It's one of those things of, like, cutting people out of your life without giving them a chance, even though I understand that you don't want to open yourself up to yeah. vulnerability. But in this case, he would have come around. It's mm-hmm. sad. I think Prue's new to vulnerability. Very good point. Very good point. I don't know what else to say about that. Like, I don't know what my thoughts are on that, but that is something that I've come to a conclusion about. My conclusion is it's not fun to be vulnerable. And when you are vulnerable, you're especially focused on yourself. Mm. So it's hard to see other people working through things. Wow. That was good. Thanks, man. There's some pseudo-psychoanalysis for you. I'm not a doctor. And that's it. <laughs> and that's the, com- the conclusion of that. Yeah. Okay, so Prue leaves. The spell is over. Piper and um, Phoebe are back at the restaurant getting some dins. Mm-hmm. And Martin shows up and is like, Piper, because he doesn't remember either. Mm-hmm. Piper, uh, get back in the kitchen. We need you. And she's like, he doesn't remember that I quit. I can't believe I finally gathered up the courage to quit. And he doesn't even remember. (laughs) And uh, Phoebe's like, well, you know, you can still talk to him. Say it again. And she's like, you know, yeah, I I got something to say. And so she goes in and Martin tries to cut her down. She's like, no. Martin, you're running this completely unsustainably. This is ridiculous. You need more white staff. You need more cooks. You need more, you know, et cetera, more staff. And... That's final. And he goes, <laughs> or I quit. Or I quit. He goes, well, all you had to do was ask. What an asshole. What a freaking jerk. Um, and so she's like, okay. Well, I, I guess so. so. I guess if you're going to hire yeah. everyone and do what I say. Yeah. Okay, I'll still work for you. And she starts to go out. And he's like, but wait, like to pull her back into working. And she's like, this is my night off. <laughs> Goodbye. Hell yeah, Piper. <laughs> and uh, in the true romantic comedy moment of um, Piper getting what she wants, she then opens the door onto Leo's face. Bangs <laughs> 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 right into him. And he says, Piper, I'm here because I have this feeling that I did something I should apologize for. Which was a weird line for me. Yeah. Because does he regret? Is that what that means? I don't think necessarily it means he regrets it i just think his memory was wiped yeah and he has a feeling that he did something with piper but he doesn't know what that could be oh and so he's worried that it was a bad thing Mm -hmm. i see okay and i think that's in leo's nature yeah because i and i also think that that is um possibly a positive uh a positive aspect because it means that he's worried about how he treats her yeah and how she feels yeah so I, I would say it is. So he comes in and he's like, so uh, did I do something? She's like, no, you didn't do anything. But do you want to grab a drink? Piper. Cute. Um, so he, she doesn't say anything to him yet, but we can see from, from her going back to her boss and standing up to him and also starting to make connection with Leo again, she's on her way. She's getting there. Uh, so while this is all going down, Prue comes to the restaurant and she plops down at the table with uh, her sister Phoebe, and Phoebe's like, "How did it go?" And Prue was like, "Not well." 
Mm-hmm. And she just needs a hug. And Phoebe gives her a hug. Oh, and I, and that's how it ends. That's really, that's it. But I will say yeah. that it ends once again with finally a continuing thread. I, yes, you're right. Because the episode with the wedding from hell, it ended with um, Andy and Prue walking off. Mm-hmm. And then the episode after that, um, the fourth sister, it ended with them breaking up. And now it ends with Prue alone at the table for sister, wondering what to do next. Yeah, and Leo also is starting to form right. a connection with Piper, and Rex and Hannah are getting more, oh, more I see what devious. You mean. More than just this one continuing. Through. Yeah, I got, it, I got it. Yeah, yeah, we've got like a full season arc appearing. Mm-hmm. Like it's developing. Very exciting. Um, so that's it. We did it again. That's the episode. You got, you got any final thoughts on this? Uh, truth spell episode on the truths that were revealed or the anti-vaxxer plot Mm -hmm. yeah 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 uh get your shots (laughs) oh yeah get your shots please um i don't they don't anti-vaxxers are ridiculous that's all i gotta say about that that's a i think that's a good conclusion uh keep your children healthy so they don't develop the mutant third eye killing people warlock gene Modern medicine, we've come so far. <laughs> um, and give people time. If you really care for someone, give them time. Mm-hmm. Unless they're treating you like shit, then get the fuck out get of the there. Get the heck out of yeah. there. Um, but but it, people can learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, just have hope that they will. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Stick Uh, around for a spoken word piece. And also, and also, also, you can email us at charmedspellcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We will write you a jingle. And you can also find us at charmedspellcast on Instagram. Got some great picks up there, mostly of Bryce. I, uh, I'm i running it, so they're all going to be of Bryce. I'll take some picks of you. Oh, no. Um, and I'm Shayna. You can find me at Shayna Macy. I'm Bryce. Uh, you can find me at nude.js. Nude is spelled with N-O-O-D. Uh, and also at finished foodstagram, all one word. Merry Chrysler. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> and a happy new year. Okay, bye. Hey, Magic 8-Ball, what's your opinion on herd immunity? I'll look good. You know, as an extremely skilled sleuth, I've been getting in the swing of tracking down Terminators of a third-eye thing. Detective Phoebe's on the case. Should I be a private eye? Are we doing this? Anyway, while I've got the mic, I've got some things to say. I think that you hold on to your secrets because, yeah, you think you'll be judged, but also maybe because you think that you shouldn't be loved. You don't have to protect, to sacrifice, and make decisions. Okay, if you're so well-adjusted, then why haven't you just told him? Also, Paper's boss is a jerkwad. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Even though I don't like Christmas, but I want to see the Christmas lights in New York because I've heard they're very beautiful. So I can admire the aesthetic without believing in the message of peace and joy.